anyways, all right. Gather round, oh, sorry, everybody. Distracting. Come one, <laughs> come one, come all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week six of the week? Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. That is week six, six Tommy. Week Let six. me repeat. Week six. <laughs> Give me a fraction here. What are we through the season? Six How out of in the six seventeenths, relatively. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> well, uh, week 17 doesn't ca- does not count, so we mm. are five sixteenths of the way through the season. All right. Well, um, breaking news, listeners. We won't be recording a week 17 episode, apparently. This is news to me. I will remove that from my calendar. I suppose we could. Um, no, really. Not sure, what the, not sure what the point would be since really? fantasy football is over. Hey, clearly, clearly you check out. You're one of those guys who you're clocking out at 5 p.m. every day. You know what I mean? If it's... <laughs> if it's all I never going above and beyond. Never going above and beyond for the listeners. Is 16 weeks long is yeah. all I meant. Yeah, so that's all the fans deserve. I get it. I hear you. They hear you too. That'll really do wonders for our viewership. Anyways, um, thanks to everyone listening from coast to coast. We are back week six. Um, and uh, let's not dilly-dally. You know, we're here to talk fantasy football. So w- without further ado, let's talk fantasy football. Amen, Jack. I am so excited to be recording this podcast tonight. Um, let's let's get right into it. Actually, I want to switch things up a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I do don't you, mind do at you all. Do you mind? I don't. Do you mind greatly? I, I trust you with my life. Okay. Um... <sighs> I would like to start off with a drum roll, please. Let's guess. Let's guess. Very cool. Wow. Little intro version of Let's Guess. I like where your head's at. Hit me. Hit Little me hard. intro version of Let's Guess. Hit me where it hurts. Guess the top scoring fantasy quarterback so far through five weeks. All right. Um, if I'm not mistaken... Which I probably am. I think it's your boy Alex Smith. I mean, you are very close. Oh, is he? Um, he's number two. And in yeah, he's number two by thirty-four points. Oh wow! Uh, and in standard scoring, uh, he would be in first. Got it. So uh, if, inter- if interceptions were counted as negative 200, which they are not in our league, they are counted as negative 100. Um, but very good guess. Yes, very, very good guess. He is number two. So uh, number one would be um, everyone, which everyone predicted going into the season, uh, the, the Marvel that Scott has recently picked up, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is the number one scorer that is fantasy so QB wild, for five dude. weeks. That is so wild. I mean, even Alex Smith, I only knew that because, um, you know, just because I've been keeping up with the Chiefs on your behalf. But With the Kardashians? I mean, exactly, and the Kardashians. Kylie's pregnant, by the way. Did you hear that? Anyways, <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson and Alex Smith, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, the top two scoring fantasy quarterbacks. Just goes to show you that we have no idea what we're talking about and fantasy experts have no idea what they're talking about and no one has any idea what they're talking about. It's all predictions. It's all fun and games, but wow. I mean, 
I'd like you to pull up an article of anybody predicting those two guys as the top two through six weeks. <laughs> Five <You know>? weeks. <laughs> oh, yes, thank we you. We are in week six, Jack. Week six has not happened yet. Um, is Tom Brady three? Because he's he's someone that people thought was going to be great, and he has been great. Tom Brady is four. Um, four. Sandwiched between Smith and Brady is actually Dak Prescott. Shout out Dak, to Justin. Dak Prescott. Very cool. And Very rounding cool. out the top five, would you like to guess? Is it the other another, guy that was supposed to be good, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's, the, it's the other name, the household name, Aaron Rodgers. Nice. All yeah. right, so, I mean, that's pretty decent for Brady and Rodgers to be in the top five um, after, you know, those high preseason expectations. But definitely those those top two, and even, even Dak, I mean, uh, definitely big surprises there. You know what, no, I was going to do running backs, but... We already know from last week that Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley are the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and do wide receivers instead, because this one is also interesting to me. Uh, name, can you name, who do you think is the top scoring fantasy wide receiver in half PPR format, which is what we have in our league? Top scoring fantasy wide receiver in half PPR format? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's not this, but I'm going to throw out the obvious answer and say Antonio Brown. Very good guess. He is in a very close third. Third. He's in third. Wow, there's two guys above him. Um, but it's very close between the top three. Very close. I would say Stefan Diggs, but he didn't have a great week last week. Stefan Diggs? He is fourth. <sighs> okay. Um, oh, d- duh. I mean, it's... Number one quarterback thrown to the number one wide receiver. It's your boy, uh, Yopkins. DeAndre. DeAndre Yopkins. DeAndre Yopkins. Wow. Talk about, I mean, if you want to look at the impact of a quarterback on a wide receiver, look no further than the case study of DeAndre Hopkins (laughs) last last season receiving passes from Brock Osweiler to this season receiving passes from first Tom Savage and then... um, which yeah, is, no, uh, I mean, that, that's enough. Like, how did Tom Savage start the season as the starter? What were they doing he, in preseason? Like, he had he had the respect of the locker room, is what I heard. Um, he, they like basically they know he's not great, but everyone likes him, and I understand but, you're not gonna roll out a rookie quarterback. There's no reason great. to rush it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, right, they made the switch very quickly, so whatever. Uh, and guess so. Hopkins is two. one. Antonio yeah, Brown is two. third. Stefan Diggs is four. Number two, uh, well, I guess I'll just use the same tactic. Is it Tyree Kill with the number two quarterback? No, but Tyree Kill does round out the top five. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing better on these than I thought I would. Um, You're doing very well. Um, All right. I'm stumped. I'm stumped, man. Who's the number two? It's A.J. Green. Oh, another household name. Another household name who, well, if you're talking about case studies, if you want a case study of the impact of offensive coordinators, look no further than A.J. Green the first couple Enough games. With case studies. Okay, <laughs> we are taking too long on this first Let's Gets. Let's get into last week's matchups, shall Let's we? Let's do it. We shall. We're going to start with first place Scott sitting at 4-1, and one, uh, who took on Drew who now sits at 1 and 4. Scott beat Drew 13,858 to 9,378. 
And you mind, you mind you if I take not, the lead on this one? You you can. I just want to point out that Scott now has the third week in a row of the largest margin of victory. Yeah, Scott's team has been on a tear. Um, and I mean, you said it best that uh, yeah, he's got the largest margin of victory three weeks in a row. Um, I mean, just from top to bottom, Scott's team looks great. Uh, solid performances again from his running backs. Le'Veon Bell with a solid 1430 and Leonard Fournette with over 3,000. Leonard Fournette, did you see that play where he uh, taunted the guy to come tackle him? I mean, Leonard Fournette means business. That dude is a baller. He gives my stud. He gets my stud. Week award. That's not an award. Um, Hunter Henry surprisingly coming out with 1100, but maybe that's going to be something that's more consistent with him continuing to get some more targets versus Antonio I was, Gates. I was high on Henry at the beginning of the year. He started off with two goose eggs in the first three weeks, but now he's got two weeks in a row with the touchdown. So we'll yeah, I, w- I was low on him, um, but I think he's things are definitely looking up for him. And then uh, poor performance or abysmal performance from Big Ben, but it didn't matter. Scott had enough powerhouse elsewhere. Uh, and unlucky for Scott, he had Watson on his bench, who scored another 3,500 points. Um, but like I said, Scott didn't need it. I would say the biggest, one of the biggest bright spots on Scott's team, uh, and one of the arguably the best picks of the draft, Chris Hogan in New England. Uh, another yeah. 1,700 points this week. And just just talking about um, you know wide receivers, like you're saying, I just uh, I just pulled up the list here. Chris Hogan is actually just sitting outside that top five for points. He is the yeah. sixth most points. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had uh, that stat sitting in front of me. So we want to talk about how great Scott's team is doing, right? And I know we've talked about it a lot, and I'm sorry to all of you. There, you're probably getting sick of it. But what he's done so far is pretty impressive. Now, if you want to know why Scott's team has been so successful, Scott has Tyreek Hill. So Stefan Diggs is the fourth-ranked wide receiver through five weeks. Tyreek Hill is the fifth-ranked wide receiver through five weeks. And Chris Hogan is the sixth-ranked wide receiver in the first five weeks. Wow. And Brandon Cooks is the 11th-ranked wide receiver. Holy cow. Scott's four wide receivers are in the top 11. He's got four of the top 11 fantasy wide receivers through five weeks. Yeah, that's that's unheard of. And then he's he's sitting with Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette. So, I mean... Who are, by the way, behind... Uh, behind Hunt and Gurley, Le'Veon Bell and Fournette are three and four. My goodness! All right, fantasy wide receiver. Can we just move on already? I'm getting overwhelmed. Uh, looking he at also has he also Hauschka is the number four uh, kicker. Oh well, you know, five weeks. Who cares? Um, yeah, I mean, so just I mean, Scott, I mean, Scott played the Jets defense this weekend and got 1300. So clearly, well, clearly the kid can do no wrong this year. Um, <laughs> Looking at Drew's team, as Tommy said, he's moved down to one and four. Uh, Tommy, what what went wrong for Drew this week? Another bad week from Jay Ajayi. Another abysmal performance by the Dolphins. They won, but they barely beat a Matt Castle-led Titans at home. They put up 16 points. Jay Cutler was awful. I mean... Jay Cutler is... Devontae Cutler. Parker went out after the first, like, one of the very first plays and was out for the game, so that doesn't help, but that's not like that's an excuse as to why they've been so bad, because he played the first three games that they had, and they were just as shockingly bad. Sterling Shepard goes out with an injury for Drew. He only gets 140. I would say just one thing on Sterling Shepard. Potentially, things are looking up for him. Um, 
Right. You had Odell and Brandon Marshall go down with season-ending injuries, and then Dwayne Harris also went down. So that Giants offense is just completely depleted. Well, you know Uh, Dwayne Harris is out for the year too, right? Oh, my gosh. They had three <laughs> wide receivers have season-ending injuries in the same in week? In the same game. Yeah, and Sterling Shepard got injured, and as of right now, there's no real timetable for his return. I don't think it's going to be more than one or two weeks, but my yeah, I guess word. we'll see how that develops. But, yeah, moving forward, he could be the guy, and the I only saw, problem is Drew doesn't have a lot of time to wait around. Yeah, uh, I saw a tweet. Now. I saw a tweet that was like, uh, I forget the names it listed, but... It, two of them were were Victor Cruz and um, Hakeem Nix as they're they're both free agents. It, it listed four old uh, Giants wide receivers that are currently free agents. That because I mean they need to essentially sign an entire new wide receiving core. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they do, they do. They lost three of their top four wide receivers. I mean, Dwayne Harris is mainly their you know used for their punt returns, but that's still a big position to fill. Yeah. I would say one another 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 optimistic look uh, for Drew is on the bench. He's got Juju Smith Schuster, who had another solid week, who's looking like uh, he might be a consistent option in the um, Pittsburgh wide receiving core. So uh, another another bright light potentially for Drew down the road. Yeah, and you know Devontae Adams looks fine after his scare against the Bears. He puts up twenty two hundred. How about that game game winning catch the week after getting carried off on a stretcher? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He didn't play him. I don't necessarily blame him because you don't know what it's going to be like. But, yeah, moving forward, you got Adams and you got Snead if he can get healthy. So, I mean, really the problem for Drew this week was is Tom Brady underperformed, only getting 1,362. That's not what you need from your first-round draft pick. I mean, Tariq Cohen was the big, the, the, the big... Yeah, that's a big disappointment. He... Really hasn't panned out. I mean, he and and Howard have just been split in touches, and neither of them have been producing that that much fantasy wise. He gets a, a bunch of decent games, but but nothing really sticks out. And so, and with the poor performances from Shepard, Cohen, Suckup, and Jones and Andajai, like there was no one that got a lot of points to boost up his total. And of course, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what. Drew did. If he would have played Adams, it doesn't matter. Scott almost puts up 14,000 and Scott wins again easily. So it's just Drew sits at 1-4 and and we'll see what he can do after this. But currently he's in 10th place and it's not looking great. But still a lot of ball to play. So yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of time left on the season. Um, so you know, Scott, obviously, no worries. Um, but, no worries about Scott's team. But Drew, uh, you know, sitting at one and four. Stay confident, buddy. Uh, the playoffs are still within your grasp, and uh, you know you got some some bright spots. So just keep hitting that waiver wire and uh, hope that uh, Scott's entire team gets injured. Um, but I guess you already played him, so you got it out of the way. Uh, moving yeah. on to the next matchup, Tommy. Where are we looking next? Yeah, we're gonna go for uh, Brian versus Tommy. Well, that's a uh, battle of battle of the broncos as they say two absolutely. absolute studs two absolute uh horse, <laughs> so horse brian, studs apparently brian takes me down twelve thousand eight hundred eighty four to my ten thousand six hundred and sixteen second straight week for me that uh, ended up being a little bit disappointing um brian ends up putting up a very solid week now you look at the matchup it doesn't look like it was very close however going into the sunday night game it was actually extremely close and so what transpired was, is I was up by like 2,000, 
and then Aaron Rodgers with less than two minutes left leads that uh, game-winning drive and ends up with scoring a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, who gets like <laughs> one catch in like the first three quarters, that one catch happened to be a touchdown, and then he got three more catches in the fourth quarter, two of them for touchdowns. And wow. And so at that point, uh, by the time it looked like I was going to have a an outside shot, but then by the time that game was over, I was already losing, and Dan had uh, Chicago's defense and Kendall Wright to play. So it ended up not being close. Dan gets really great weeks, like I said, from Hopkins. He is the number one wide receiver, as we mentioned so far. Did I say Dan? Yeah. Well, they're really interchangeable. Yeah. A couple Dan, of cool dudes. Dan, Brian, Ken, Nancy, it's all the same. So... He gets another great game from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been super consistent, super good. He got 2,400 this week, 2,300 last week, 2,500 the week before. So he is firing on all cylinders. He, I was very excited at the start of this week because Brian had to play Jaquiz Rodgers. As his I mean, I, I, I was just going to say, dude, like uh, the fact, I mean, Brian scoring almost 13,000 points and getting a victory with his starting running back scoring a combined 720 yeah. is near miracle level. I mean that's it, just that's just yeah, his he, other he that's his other guys really good week. That's his other guys picking up the slack. Um cuz I I mean I couldn't agree with you more. Jaquiz Rogers was a rough start and Mike, Mike you know, we'll say it we'll say it every week this entire year. Touchdown or bust. It's the same thing. It'll always yeah. be the same thing. I was I was feeling super good after the Thursday night game. He had Gillisley and Rogers like you said put up a combined 720. And I had Brait put up fifteen thirty. I was feeling really good, and I mean, I'm glad I ended up losing by as much as I did because, as I mentioned, Devontae Parker goes down with an injury after his first catch. He puts up one hundred and ten points and then leaves the game. Paul Richardson had a really disappointing game. He actually had he so he scored five hundred points. All three of his catches came on three consecutive plays. I shit you not. The rest of the game he doesn't touch the ball. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt had another impressive game. He rushes for 107 yards against a really tough defense in Houston, but... uh, Yeah, 1,300 at this point is, like, disappointing for Kareem Hunt. Well, right, and Sharkandrick West poached uh, two touchdowns from him, so that was really disappointing. And there was a third one, right, from... uh, Who else scored? I feel like another small guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was an end around to... What's that guy's name? D'Anthony Thomas or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, another disappointing week from Crowell. I was hoping this would be the week that he uh, at least did something worth mentioning. He only ends up with 770. The Browns looked terrible. Kaiser looked terrible in that game uh, and actually cost Crowell hey, quite a dude, few points. dude, well, don't say they look terrible. I mean, they're going up against the, the conference or the division-leading New York Jets, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Jets anyway. are three and two, leading the division. I I think Crowell just came up against a rock solid defense there. No, yeah, I mean, you need to be worried about Crowell. Uh, Duke Johnson is is stealing his his load in the passing game, and uh, you know Crowell just has not been. I mean, he hasn't scored over a thousand points the whole year. Right, he has not. Uh, Alex Collins took a step back, and uh, Buck Buck Allen really led the charge in that backfield last week, and. Collins had a disappointing performance. Oakland shat the bed for me. Uh, they literally did nothing except allow uh, 
23 points because they gave up a, they got a defensive touchdown scored against him. But uh, no, it was another subpar week. I I'm not worried. I'm definitely not worried. Uh, I expect to bounce back. And I, I mean, I predicted I would have a low scoring week going into the week, and that was obviously uh, held true. Yeah, I mean, I, to be totally honest, this is no bias here. I mean, you're my brother, my best friend, my podcast co-host, so there's some inherent bias. But uh, you're sitting at three and two. Brian's sitting at four and one. But I'd rather have your team than Brian's team. I mean, I'm looking at Brian's team, and he is bleeding at the running back position. I don't know what he does, honestly. I don't uh, know what he does because he's Chiquiz doing so Rogers well. is done for this year while Doug Martin's there, in right. my opinion. And Paul Perkins has not been serviceable the entire season. So he's gonna his Rob only Kelly. running back is Mike Gillisley. And, yeah, Rob Kelly hopefully will come back from injury, from bye, and take that starting position back. Brian's better be really hopeful for that. Um, but he's looking good at wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. at wide receiver. And uh, the, the emergence of Devin Funchess, which I totally called um, after Greg Olson went down earlier this season. But you know his just his holes at running back are uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure about that and I think you're looking good with uh, your wide receivers I think Parker's good Crabtree's been solid um, I think you you might need to fill that wide receiver three spot but with Kareem Hunt and Devonte Freeman in your RB one and two uh, I definitely think you can be optimistic moving forward. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean the the obvious hole is is Brian's <clears throat> running backs. I'm not sure what he does because he's not going to get any good running backs off of waivers because he is in what is he in second place or third place second place and so he's got to have bank on Paul, on uh, Rob Kelly at turning into into something and Mike Gillisley will have to do better moving forward but yeah he's getting solid performances and so he's sitting at four and one he's looking really good if he can figure out something before the playoffs in that running back situation He's got a great quarterback leading the way for him, and uh, you know he he should be fine moving forward. The only thing I'll say about my team, uh, the, the last thing I'll say about my team is uh, I did want to give a shout out to Crabtree. He looked great again, and Carson Wentz. He did his best for me, uh, and uh, he had a really great game, and I appreciate that from him. And just so you know, you I actually traded. Uh, I made a trade with Dad today. Really. Oh, yeah. breaking news. Kyle, throw in some breaking news music. That is, that's huge news, dude. Congratulations. So, so I traded away Isaiah Crowell. Okay. And I also traded away Alex Collins. Okay. Uh, for Richard Matthews, actually. And his kicker. <laughs> and his kicker, but I immediately dropped his um, kicker, so... Yeah. Okay. So that's the that's the trade that you had talked to me about behind the scenes off camera. Um, mm-hmm. And when you first said it, I wasn't sold. But uh, what you talked me into it. I mean, like we were just talking about, Isaiah Corral is struggling this season, and Alex Collins uh, regressed this week with Buck Allen getting a, a load of the work again. So. Uh, you know, you're you're taking a risk on Richard Matthews, uh, hoping that Mariota can come back and make him a reputable wide receiver one again. But um, you know, I think it's I think here's what I'll say: I think it's a risky trade for you, but I don't think you're losing much because both those guys have a pretty low ceiling. Yeah, I hope one of them works out 
for dad, but I, yeah, I, I don't have the room to sit both of them and I can't confidently play them. And dad can sit both of them and, and hope that one of them works out, uh, you know, in time for the playoffs for him. So yeah, I'm high on Richard Matthews. So hopefully it works out for me. Okay. Moving on to the next matchup, Lou versus Jack. Ooh, battle of the Broncos. Very exciting matchup here. That as they say, apparently they say that for everyone. <laughs> Dad, Lou Lettenmeyer, wins with 12,050 points, beating Jack Robert Lettenmeyer with 11,180 points. This was a obviously a very close matchup. Dad wins by less than 1,000. It was kind of decided before the Monday night game started. It would have been a little more fun if you had had uh, a little bit bigger of a lead with Dad's yeah. defense to play. Yeah. Uh, so dad didn't really have to sweat much. He just needed them to not get zero points. <laughs> so what sticks out to me is Alex effing Smith, man, 2686. And then AJ Green, 2640. I mean, that hands down right there is what wins dad the week. I mean, the yeah. rest of his team was very unimpressive. Yeah, when you, I mean, you got two players scoring over 5,000 combined. Uh, you're usually you know, going to win. You're usually going to do okay. Yeah, so... You know, he gets a bad week from his kicker, bad week from... He tried to plug in McGuire, uh, Jets running back. That didn't work out for him. McCaffrey has a decent week with 12 that was a That was a bizarre play, but... Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to do? We've been, tell, we've been telling him he can't start theoretic. That's his only other I mean, option. <laughs> right, I, but I guess, you know, it's like, what, you finally bench theoretic, but for... Fuck, I have to click his name. Who, E. McGuire? Elijah McGuire? Okay, he, he had a 2,000-point week the week before, so that's the reason he played him. Never heard of him. He's the backup to the backup. It's been Bilal Paul and McGuire with Forte out. And, yeah, that's true. Bilal, so Kyle just mentioned Bilal might be out extended for an extended period of time, potentially missing this next week. So maybe that would be a good start for Dad next week. The rest of Dad's guys were able to do enough to get him to win. No one else really stood out, but they did enough. He gets 1400 from Landry, 1000 from Minnesota. It all adds up to just barely beat you. You have some pretty disappointing disappointing performances. Doug Baldwin takes a step back. The Seattle offense took a step back, and any time they don't score a lot of points, Doug Baldwin's probably not going to have a great game. You tried to plug in Eli Manning. He only puts up 1400 You put in Humphreys. I'm... Cough, cough. Not sure if you were deciding between him and anyone else, but... Okay, I explicitly (laughs) told you to not mention this on the podcast, but since you brought it up, yeah, okay. I had Jermaine Curse in there, and I went for the glory play. I went for Humphreys on Thursday Night Football, hoping he'd get a touchdown in the national spotlight, but it didn't pay off, and he ended up scoring 660, and Jermaine Curse had a touchdown and scored over 1,000 for the Jets. So, thankfully, that, that wouldn't have been the difference, but um, definitely not a great decision by me. But, hey, you know, guts, no guts, no glory. You get another great week out of Zach Ertz. I mean, he honestly has been one of the uh, picks of the draft, for sure. With, with the value you have gotten for him, with how bad the tight ends have been and how consistent he has been, he has not gotten less than 1,000 in any of the five weeks. He's been super consistent. He's gotten eight targets in at least every game. He's gotten at least five catches in every game. Twelve targets this last week. I mean, uh, I can't ask for anything more out of Zach. No, he's, no, he's been he's been my MVP so far this season. He's killing it for you. You get a great week out of uh, Aaron Jones. So I'm feeling this. A I'm feeling optimistic about him moving forward. 
yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, hopefully it doesn't turn into too much of a running back by committee once Montgomery comes back. He looked good, though, didn't he? I mean, he, he looked, did look good. They ran the ball, good. I think, as well as they had they have all year with him in the game. I mean, yeah. he goes for 125 yards. I mean, 19 and, carries, 125 yards, touchdown, nine receiving yards. Uh, you know, I've got him and Ty Montgomery. So, like you said, hopefully that doesn't turn into a Demarco Murray, Derrick Henry situation. But um, I'm optimistic that one of them will be good for me moving forward, and I'm just gonna sit on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, nothing wrong with that. Uh, some some Joe, some dark spots on on uh, Dad's team just real quickly here. Sammy Watkins on his bench again with zero points. Who knows what's up with Sammy Watkins? Uh, just a total waste of talent. I don't know how, as the Los Angeles Rams, you go and trade for this guy and then you just don't utilize him in the offense. I mean, four targets this week, two targets last week. Uh, you know, he he only exploded in week three when they finally gave him seven targets and he had two touchdowns. Yeah, but that was it's that was just that was one week. Like it was looking like that was going to be like okay, Watkins is back. If he can stay healthy, maybe he'll be a consistent wide receiver, a, a good a good play each week. But then, like you said, he comes back with what two hundred points and then zero points. I mean, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what we can expect from him. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel good about my team. I'm sitting at two and three, but I'm the... Uh... Yeah, so you're two and three. You sit in eighth place. Uh, shout out to you for having the... You have, you only, only Scott has scored more points than you this year, but you are all the way in eighth place, yeah. which is obviously frustrating. Um, it's not the greatest of luck. I will say, I mean, so with 11,000... That that will get you a win some weeks for sure. Sure, but it's not a great week. It's not like a week that I would say, "Oh man, Jack really should have won." You know. Sure. You uh, because. Yeah, I mean it's you? it's my second time in week two. I lost with eleven thousand four hundred. Um, in week four, I lost with ten thousand eight hundred, and in week five, I lost with eleven thousand one hundred. So, I mean, all three of my losing weeks, I scored between ten and you know eleven thousand, twelve thousand. So. You're right. I mean, there's serviceable weeks that'll get you a win sometimes, but I can't. I can't be crying because I, I didn't right. do enough to secure a win. Right. I think. I mean, if you would have gotten a little luckier, you could expect to be three and two. But I mean, that's really about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, and your team is fine. Uh, you're sitting at two and three. Dad moves up to four and one. He's in third place. His team. I, I talked about it last week. They just are so darn consistent. I mean, he's he's had he's got three weeks now of twelve thousand ish points for four of his wins, or yeah. for of of you know three of his four wins. Yeah. In his loss, he he had a bad week and he deserved to lose. Now you could argue he deserved to lose in week two when he beat Kyle in a very low scoring matchup. But yeah, his team we give him we give him crap for not having running backs, but McCaffrey's been good enough. He's been serviceable, and I mean, so really his only hole is his wide receiver too, or running back too, and he's been able to make up the difference with his great wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy sitting right next to Brian at 4-1 and one, uh, mm-hmm. who is bleeding at the running back position, so apparently yeah. apparently that doesn't matter this that, year. That's the winning recipe. <laughs> yeah, i got to drop some of my running backs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup. Absolutely. No. Let's interject. Oh, wow. Is that three matchups already? Mm-hmm. What? 
Well, we ran through that very quickly. Not really. Um, okay, so, yeah. Uh, it's that time of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Halfway through the matchups, where I'm going to hit Tommy with a let's guess. Let's guess. <sighs> let's guess. School's almost out for the year, and you know what that means. Summer vacation. Summer vacation. Yeah, and trips to the Lake County Discovery Museum. Shout out to Cousin Dave for getting us on the radio. Um, all right. So, Tommy. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna hit you. Okay, I'll start with the I'll start with the 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 lame one, and then I'll save the uh, the meaty one for the second one. All right. Okay. So, you were talking about wide receivers earlier, but I want to get specific here. Uh, sure. Talking about glory plays here. Sure. Who do you think has uh, uh, the wide receivers? I'm looking at who are the top wide receivers this season. Top three in terms of touchdowns caught. Touchdowns caught. Yeah. Touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. So, um, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, yes. He is tied for second with five touchdowns. Tied for second with five touchdowns. Okay. So then, Michael Crabtree only has four, so he is not in the top three then. Very, very true, very true. So he's tied for second, so someone has more than five touchdowns already. I don't think you'll get this. I think I'm setting you up for failure. Wide receiver. I don't. I, I also don't think you'll get the person that he's tied with, but maybe... I don't have a faith in you, clearly. No, you do not. Oh, okay, give me like 30 more seconds to think of this. Oh! No. Yes. Is... Does Jordy have... Is Jordy up there? Ding, 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 ding. Jordy Nelson. Six touchdowns on the season. He's got six? Yes, sir. Wow. He didn't He didn't play one of the weeks. That's six, incredible. Six touchdowns on only 19 receptions compared to DeAndre Hopkins. Five touchdowns on 35 receptions. So a lot okay. more efficient. Uh, Sorry that took me so long. Yeah, why don't you just tell me number three? Uh, that was quick. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> number three, uh, tied with DeAndre Hopkins with five touchdowns. It's the uh, it's the man of the hour, Chris Hogan. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I should have yeah. known. He's been a red zone machine. Yeah, yeah. First, first um, and early. then just to round out the uh, top, the top uh, eight or so, uh, like you said, Michael Crabtree has four touchdowns on the season. Stefan Diggs has four touchdowns of the season, and then uh, Jordy Nelson's teammate Devontae Adams has four touchdowns on the season. Uh, but then, yeah, well. Unless you just heard it in your ear. Would you like to guess the uh, only other person who has four touchdowns on the season? Yes, I would love to guess because... And actually, I would... Um, would you have known that? I would have known this because the, they've come so recently. Well, uh, yeah. I, so, so Will Fuller. Will Fuller the fifth has four touchdowns on the season on... Would you like to guess how many total targets this season he has? Targets? I know he only has six catches. He has six catches on the season. Four of them are touchdowns. So I would guess he's ten or less targets. Yeah, he's got nine. He's got nine targets on the season. (laughs) 
and he has four touchdowns. He will. He will certainly. I'm sure he will keep up this uh, this efficiency. I, I I think he can absolutely expect near a fifty percent uh, touchdown rate on his targets. I think he can definitely keep that up. That's going to be great for you, Kyle. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's just interesting to see that. I mean, it, I mean, it, it proves the point that um, you know, touchdowns are not everything. Uh, as you saw, Jordy with the most. Um, but he's, uh, let's see, he's at, you know, oh, I guess he's he's sitting at seventh on the season in total points. Still, um, that's pretty impressive to have the most touchdowns and only be seventh. Yeah, but but he did. Um, I mean, he, like we said, he missed a game, so that yeah, takes away a lot of points. For All him. right. And then uh, this is the most important let's guess we'll do of the season. Tommy, would you like to guess the highest scoring kicker on the season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know the answer. You do? Yeah. The guy just put up like almost 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's got more than him, I'd be so shocked. Is it, it's so Greg Zerline's got to be. Greg the Leg Zerline with 8,200. Uh just dominating this season he's got seven field goals made in between 40 and 49 yards uh 150 plus so he's just been killing it yeah for kyle uh would you like to guess the uh number two kicker number two kicker and to give you a hint the number two kicker on this season is only 20 percent owned for yahoo fantasy sports only 20 percent owned uh Graham Gano? No, Graham Gano is sitting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's wow. eighth in total points, and he's actually a free agent right now in our league. So go snag him. Is he? Uh, oh, is he owned in our league? No, he's a free agent in our league. No, no, no. The guy you're talking about. Oh yes, he's owned in our league. That. Uh, I know how. Like I said, Hauschka's four. Um, yeah, Hauschka's fourth, and then another household name, Steven Gaskowski, is third. Right. Um, this guy's owned in 20% of leagues. And Jake the Snake, the Philadelphia legend, Jake Elliott, is fifth on the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hit me. Who is it? Our old Chicago Bear, Robbie Gold, San Francisco 49ers kicker. That's right. He's had back-to-back great weeks. Sitting at 6,700 on the season. Uh Chandler Cotanzaro in seventh, Ryan Suckup in sixth, uh, Fairbarn in tenth, Matt Prater in ninth. It just goes to show you, folks, kickers are a crapshoot, um, and the disparity between them is not that much, so really doesn't matter. It's a waste of a position. We should delete it. Anyways, uh, that's just my take. Um, moving on, uh, great guesses, Tommy. Those kickers, obviously, a let's guess for kickers is sort of a joke because who cares and how would you know? But you knew Greg the Leg because he's been such a stud. And real good job. Fantasy, real fantasy leagues don't even have kickers for positions. That's not true. I'd say a majority. Is something wrong with your voice? I'd say a majority of. <laughs> I'd say a majority of fantasy leagues have kickers. So I, I think that's a that's an incorrect take. But um, I definitely think it is a stain on uh, fantasy football because of the unpredictability. And uh, all right, well, I mean, whatever, it's, dude. It's whatever. Defense, okay. anyways. Okay, whatever. Okay, Same next. for defense. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, but great job. Yeah. Moving on to uh, the second half of the matchups. We're going to do Kyle versus Dan. Uh, Kyle wins 13,612, beating Dan, who scored 9,246. Kyle moves to 4-1 and, and gets bumped up to fourth place. 
and Dan drops to 0 and 5, falling to 12th place, 12th and last. Uh, he has renamed his team Tanking for First Pick. Dan, if you are listening, the draft order is randomized be, uh, each year. So if you get first pick, it will be a stroke of luck. So please do not tank <laughs> for first pick. It doesn't hurt his odds, to be fair. It does not hurt his odds. So uh, let me dive out. in here. Let me dive in here for, for Kyle's team. But you want to do a quick shout out first? I just wanted to say shout out to Kyle for finally breaking out and having a great week. Uh, yeah. He yeah, I mean his, his first team week, his team he had his just his first week over 11,000 and he did that by a good margin. He's... So, very nice uh, Kyle. Your first bro. your first deserved victory. Very very impressive. Yeah. Uh yeah. somehow he's sitting at 4 and 1 though. So, uh actually a disappointing performance from Greg the Legs Erline with only 500 points, but yeah. other than that, uh Kyle's team really performed well. Jameis Winston coming out Prime time with eighteen hundred points. Yeah, he got so uh, lucky to get eighteen hundred from Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jameis Winston didn't didn't look like eighteen hundred points. Uh, no. T. Y. Hilton with twenty one twenty, getting snagging in one hundred and seventy seven receiving yards. Great game. Will Fuller, obviously, as we mentioned, with those two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon exploding for three thousand points. Yeah, that is a great bounce back week uh, for him after putting yeah. three forty the the previous week. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Kyle had the powerhouse Jacksonville defense on his bench with 3,600 points, so Kyle could have added another 2,000 to his point total. Yeah, I mean, um, I really have no idea what you're doing sitting in Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Jacksonville is in Pittsburgh going up against the Steelers. I don't know any fantasy expert that would have suggested starting Jacksonville this week, but... They seem to be the very much the real deal as far as uh, as defensive uh, the side of the football goes. I mean, Blake Bortles is obviously still trash, <clears throat> but yeah, they're they're no joke. They've got uh, four great weeks in in, in out of five. Uh, only I'd say was against Tennessee. So one of the worries for Kyle's team would be Carlos Hyde. It's looking like yeah he's having some injury troubles, or maybe they're just giving Matt Breida a little bit more of the work. Who knows? Uh, but it seems like Carlos Hyde is sort of turning into more of a question mark than a sure thing, which I wouldn't have said a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just the one. I mean, he's had over a thousand every week before that, before this week five. So, I guess we'll see what it, what it, what it looks like next week. Going up against Washington, they've got a great defense. So, and they may be behind early, so they I get, you may not see a lot of usage out of Carlos Hyde next week. But yeah, I, th- I don't think it's time to panic just yet. Sitting at four and one, he can let things play out he's got a a nice cushion and a a very very fortunate start for him things are looking great for him because he starts off three and one even though his team looked like trash and now guys are kind of starting putting it together ty hilton looks like he's on the same page with uh brissette finally he's got two two thousand point weeks in the last three weeks will fuller's production will obviously uh slow down but with Deshaun Watson at QB looking as great as he does as he's one of the top two targets out there so that's looking good moving forward Randall Cobb doesn't have a great week but with Aaron Rodgers as your QB that's a that's a fine play most weeks and like we talked about Melvin Gordon looks great so if Murray I mean I don't know what he's going to do but if Murray or Henry can ever yank away that starting job and become a productive fantasy player Kyle's team's actually not looking bad. Uh, and like I said, with the fortunate start, um, 
he's got a good he's got a really good shot at uh, at just breezing into the playoffs. So definitely. Um, moving on to Dan's team. <laughs> um, Dan, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, you're sitting at zero and five. You put up another not so great week. I mean. 9,246, that's your, which is actually your second worst week of the year, um, which, you know, like we talked about the other three weeks that uh, you had decent weeks, but you just didn't get the victories. Now, I'll say, that, I'll just say that the two biggest disappointments on Dan's team this week were Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon uh, got a bulk of the load, and Latavius Murray was left with only 500, and then Evan Ingram putting up zero which just leaves you leaves you scratching your head um yeah really no rhyme or reason for that no uh, it was it was it was baffling so i mean and those two right there i think those those were two just uh two bad performances that dan couldn't overcome yeah and you know his first two picks mccoy and elliott they both have solid games but he needs more from them, and he's needed more from them. And he got a lot from Elliott last week, which was great. But, I mean, 1370 and 1190, respectively, for Elliott and McCoy just wasn't enough with, the, like you said, the disappointing performances from other players. Stafford now has had four subpar weeks in a row, not scoring more than 1,600 in the last four weeks after putting up 2,800 in week one. It was looking like a great start for him, and he's kind of just sputtered. I mean, Detroit doesn't look bad, but... It's been their defense that's been winning him games. Uh, Nick Folk puts up 200 points, missed three field goals. I mean, that oh, was Oh, my gosh. Terrible. That, that hurt to watch. That was so bad. The Tampa Bay kickers are just doomed. Yeah, yeah. The, the position is cursed, like uh, the defense against the dark arts job in uh, Harry Potter. I wonder if it was Voldemort that did it. To the Ooh. to the Bucks, wow! That, that might be worth looking into. Um, yeah, I mean, sitting at zero and five, obviously some magic is going to have to happen. Some things are going to have to things got to turn around, and they got to turn around quick. Now, I like what I see from Calvin Benjamin the last few weeks. He's got Kamara, Kamara, yeah, Kamara, coming back from bye, who has looked great. His previous two weeks, the only issue is next week he's got McCoy and Elliott both on bye. So, and he needs to win next week. I don't know that, I mean, obviously anything is possible, but at 0-6, if he were to start 0-6, you'd have to win out. And that is just asking too much of your players. So, yeah, I mean, he's got, I don't know. It, it It just hasn't worked out. He hasn't had... I think within each week, individual guys have performed up to standard, but he just has never really put it together. You know what I mean? Like, it's just always not clicking. And he's had decent weeks, but he's still through five weeks, he hasn't put up a great stat line. I mean, his highest score is 11,300, which is fine. But like we talked about with you when you're hovering around 11,000 that's not enough to to really give you a great chance to win so unfortunately luck has not been on his side he sits at 0 and 5 and 
moving forward. I'm not sure what he does. He's got to probably look at the waiver wire and, and, and make some pickups this week and uh, try and put together a, a team that can compete. So good luck to you, Dan, and uh, I'm very sorry that luck hasn't gone your way so far, but maybe that just means that the latter half of the season is going to be uh, wonderful for you. So, Absolutely. Anything else before we move to the next matchup? No, no. I think you covered it all. Okay. Next matchup we are going to talk about is Anna versus Greg. Now, I am beginning to notice a trend in the matchups that Greg is a part of. Uh, Anna wins with a whopping score of 9,882 to Greg's 8,792. Greg, in four of the five weeks, has not put up over 9,500 points. That's not what you need. 9,500 points. And so before we dive into to this matchup in specific and get into their teams, a, st- a crazy stat that I was noticing about Greg. So he won in week three with 11,900 points. Now, he's got so he sits at one and four, and he's in 11th place with the least amount of points scored out of anyone. That includes Dan, who is 0-5. So... In three of Greg's four losses, the winning team failed to reach 10,000 points. Think about that for a second. Wow. So he's had the opportunity. He has had ample opportunity. If his team would have been able to perform at all, Greg could easily be 4-1. and one. Easily be 4-1. and one. Yeah. Instead, he sits at one and four. And let's, I guess, let's let's start with his team, uh, since we're on that note. Yeah, I mean, uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. And that was like, that's all he had. That was like his only bright spot on his team so far. That was that was his team right there. Uh, I mean, the other bright spot this week would be Duke Johnson Jr. Like we say, he's on the rise, so he's bright spot for the year. He's he's been he's he's been serviceable and he's been great for for Greg. Greg's biggest mistake this week was keeping Doug Martin on his bench. Uh, personally, if I draft a guy who is out the first four weeks because I'm waiting for him to come back in week five, I'm going to be sprinting to to move him into my starting lineup. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really. I, I understand. I understand the notion of you know letting Doug Martin get back a week to see what the share of the work is or whatever. But definitely think Doug Martin should have been played over Tyler Lockett. Uh, but another disappointing week from Jordan Howard, another very, very disappointing week from Amari Cooper, who has just been a total bust for Greg so far, um, and Martavis Bryant uh, underperforming. So, you know, he's just, with Odell going down, he's got he's got to make some moves on the waiver wire. I don't know what else to say. Amari Cooper, in his last three weeks, has 110 points, 190 points, and 130 points. Yeah, I mean, I, that's... I, saw, I saw a stat on Reddit. It was something crazy like, so he had a bunch of points in the Raiders' very first drive of week one. Since that first drive, which I believe ended with an Amari Cooper touchdown, he it's something ridiculous. Like, he's got, like, 55 
or like 60 something receiving yards and like 11 catches over the course of basically five full games. Yeah. And he was drafted, I'm not sure if it was the second or the third round, but it was one of the two. He's been a supreme disappointment. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, ugh, it sucks to see because he's so talented. Mari Cooper is so talented. Uh, Martavis Bryant is also talented, but those Martavis are just Martavis Bryant guys. is talented, but with Ben Roethlisberger struggling, it's, uh, it hasn't looked good three weeks in a row for Martavis. Now, frustrating thing for Greg is he tries to get cute and play Mitch Trubisky. He would have needed a, at least he would have needed. I, I, I don't think that was a terrible play. You know, let let let's see what the rookie does on Monday when night. When you need a win, Mitch Trubisky yeah. in his first game against a good Minnesota defense is a terrible play, Jack. It is a terrible play. You know, I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it, it, I I understand he's a he's a Bears fan. Mitch Trubisky, a lot of a lot of hype around him. I get it. But when you're sitting at one and three, you need a victory. If he had started a quarterback that gets over 2,000, he wins this week. Yeah. So, frustrating frustrating performance for him so far. Greg, when the draft was over, when you look at the the, the draft grades, his name is at the top for, for draft grades. It, it looked like his team was going to be good. I mean, at the beginning of the year, when you saw Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, and Martavis Bryant, you were like, holy cow, that could be a really good wide receiving core. Yeah, and it hasn't worked out that way. And Jordan Howard has been a disappointment. Delaney Walker's been a disappointment the last two weeks, but that's because Mariota's been out. He was good the first two weeks. Hopefully Mariota can come back and he can start getting better production out of Walker. Yeah, I mean, Greg needs to... With, I mean, he plugs Martin in, and then I guess he's got Howard, Duke Johnson, and Martin. Those are three solid running backs, honestly. Uh, but at this point, I don't know that you can even play Cooper. I guess maybe you leave him in if... Car comes back, but I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what you do, honestly. If you're Greg, yeah, it's he's in a tough spot, and that's what I. That's what I mean. I. I don't know what else to say besides, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean the, the back waiver wire. The back injury kills him. He now literally does not have a startable wide receiver currently. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, and then on Anna's side, you know, uh, Phil Rivers with another good week. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson with a good week. Shout out to Phil um, Rivers because. He's definitely he's very much Anna's guy, uh, and he he did not disappoint her. So hey, shout out to Anna for staying loyal. You know he's uh, yeah. she's gone back to him year after year, and it's paying off. Um, yeah, but sorry, Seattle's defense Watson. coming up big for her. Uh, the the uh, the and big that's... thing the big thing the big disappointment from Anna this week uh, moving forward is Charles Clay going down. Uh, I think she finally finally yeah. got a tight end that she could rely on moving forward, and looks like he'll be out for. For a while. Um, yeah, I would guess. I mean, so he's got the bye week, but then you would guess he'd be at least out another three weeks, probably more. I mean, it was a it was a meniscus surgery. Like, they, they did surgery on his meniscus. Um, I think it was like a partial tear or something that they had to clean up. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Todd Todd Gurley gets his first disappointing performance of the week. Um, I don't know. If I was Anna, I'd be, I'd be super weary of that moving forward. You might want to bench him next week against a tough Jacksonville defense. Ha ha! Kidding, kidding. Lol, lol. Um, yeah, I mean, the the frustrating thing about Todd Gurley's performance was he gets 400 points because he loses a fumble. Now I don't know if any of you have seen that play, but if you go ahead and look at the replay of that play, it could be 
argued heavily that they should not have ruled it a fumble. Uh, well, it was a fumble, but they shouldn't have ruled it a touchback because Todd Gurley was touching the ball when he was out of bounds before the ball crossed the plane and hit the pylon. Mm. They rule it a touchback, he loses the fumble, and then doesn't get a chance at a touchdown. He would have been at the half-yard line. So the week could have been very, very different for Todd Gurley uh, had that call gone the other way. So obviously you're not worried about Todd Gurley, but a disappointing performance nonetheless. I mean, disappointing performances from everyone besides the three guys you mentioned in Rivers, Jackson, and Seattle. Golden Tate now has uh, two straight weeks of disappointing weeks. I really don't think you have to be too worried about him. If Matt Stafford can figure it out, Golden Tate is going to go as Matt Stafford goes. Garrett Blunt, not a, not a bad week. I mean, I like this, the fact that he gets 14 carries. I know Smallwood's out, but he's gotten double-digit carries uh, last three games and has done actually a decent job uh, producing fantasy-wise. And like you said, Seattle, great, great game. They've got they had the disappointing week three performance against Tennessee, but outside of that, they've uh, they've looked like their usual selves. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Anna gets a really lucky win. I'm sure she's not going to argue against that. But like I mentioned, uh, me, Kyle, and Anna have all gotten really lucky wins against Greg because Greg is just not putting up points. So moving forward, any concerns about Anna's team? No, I mean, I think she can she can feel okay moving forward. Um, you know, with C.J. Anderson coming back from a bye, I think – uh, she's got two solid running backs there. Um, yeah, I mean, great for her that she gets this win with arguably. Yeah, I mean, two of her most she, productive players, three of her lucky. most productive players on the bench. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge win for Anna getting a win this week. This definitely should have been a loss for her with three of her top guys on on buys and scoring under ten thousand, but she pulled yeah. it off. So I definitely and, feel good if I were her moving forward. Three and two definitely feels a lot different than two and three. Um, yeah, Anna sits in sixth place at three and two, and uh, she's got a solid team moving forward. So I don't think there's any concerns there. Let's go ahead and move on to the last matchup, which is Justin versus Louie, which ended up not being super close, but I would say was uh, definitely the tightest matchup throughout the week. It was back and forth, back and forth. Louie uh, had a really good shot going into the game. Uh, he was up by about a thousand with. Only McKinnon left to play for Justin. Uh, so Justin, you, did you mean to say Jared McKissick? Yeah, sorry, Jared McKissick for Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Justin wins with twelve thousand four hundred twenty-two to Louis's ten thousand eight hundred and sixty-two. Uh, like I mentioned, Justin was up a thousand going, or Louis was up a thousand going into the Monday night game. Uh, Justin had Jared McKinnon left, and it was honestly looking really, really good until about like five minutes left in the second quarter. They had almost exclusively used Latavius Murray. And then in their hurry-up offense, McKinnon got like three or four catches. Um, and all of a sudden, Louis was only up by like 400 points at halftime, and it was not looking good. And then obviously McKinnon just exploded and ends up with 2,564 points. Um, that obviously stands out as well as Dak Prescott's huge performance of 3,074. Those two guys are what wins just in the week uh i mean he wins despite houston getting negative 50 points uh which i mean i don't blame him for playing them because they've been solid against uh they were i mean they played in new england and got 1500 points so like if you can do that 
you can do anything. Um, but yeah. no, they looked really bad against Kansas City. Kansas City did really whatever they wanted to. Kansas City looks so good. They uh, look good, dude. They look good. My boys look really good, man. It's it's going to be some exciting times in Kansas City. Justin Tucker uh, looks good again. He had four disappointing weeks to start off, but all of a sudden, maybe I mean, I don't know if Hugh, Oakland's just a terrible defense, but Baltimore's offense looked good. He gets a solid performance from Danny Amendola, who, uh, with if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a serviceable wide receiver for sure. Uh, with with Tom Brady at the at the helm, Brandon Marshall goes down for the year, which a little disappointing. It looked like he was was coming on there. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but things. I mean, he had gotten back to back weeks of ten and eleven targets, so disappointing to see him go out for Justin. But he does get Definitely. a a good looking performance from uh, Gallman. Who yeah. seems to be like maybe he's the guy there. Yeah, I mean, I think Justin can definitely be optimistic about Gallman moving forward. He seems like he's the first uh, Giants running back this season to sort of get his footing as uh, an NFL running back. To be, I mean, Paul Perkins is just trash. Shane Vereen's trash. So uh, Gallman's the rookie. He's the he's the the next up. So I think Justin can definitely be optimistic about that moving forward. Uh, and same thing with McKinnon. The fact that McKinnon got such huge plays over Latavius Murray is another reason for Justin to feel very optimistic. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if McKinnon can work out and he Just, ends up... Right. I Justin, I like Justin's team a lot. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Lamar I think Miller Dak Prescott... Very good, uh, and with that new offense, I think he's going to be playable every week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if McKinnon if McKinnon works out and 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 Gallman um, keeps it up, you know, he's got Dak, he's got Jordy, he's got Amendola. I mean, Justin's got a very solid team with those new uh, two running back additions. So that yeah. speaks to the importance of the waiver wire. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know he was a little discouraged because he started off very poorly, um, but he's had back to back good weeks. And uh, yeah, I think his team looks pretty solid moving forward. He sits at three and two. Uh, in seventh place, uh, just ahead of you and right behind Anna. Um, yeah, and oh wow, I, I just realized the the recap for their matchup is Justin gets comeback shocker over Louis to move into seventh place. I didn't realize it was a comeback shocker, but comeback uh, shocker. Hey, you said it was back and <laughs> forth, man. Shock the world. I didn't realize Louis was the heavy favorite the entire time. Um, Shock the world. So. Louis' team, little under, little bit of an underwhelming performance. Like we said, only ten thousand eight hundred. What do you see here? Yeah, so I mean, Antonio Brown, two thousand. He's he's plugging in every week. You play him. Alshon Jeffrey had a disappointing week this week, but I personally wouldn't worry about that too much. I think Alshon Jeffrey. Um, you know, I think Arizona has a very good secondary with Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew over there, and yeah, I, I think, think Alshon just got shut down. Yeah, I think that I think you just nailed it with that. I think it was I think that was it. I think probably I didn't honestly I didn't see most of the game, but I would guess that Patrick Peterson covered Jeffrey a lot. So yeah, that's, and that's, I would I that's would guess all. that Wentz shied away from him, and that's why you have yeah. a disappointing week. Yeah, so I would I would look to see Alshon bounce back uh, in this next Thursday night game against Carolina. That should be a good game. I'm excited for that game. Eagles against Panthers on Thursday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Keenan Allen with a, a, a decent week. He's been, I would say, a little disappointing. I mean, he's been good, uh, but I, I guess just, you know, two of the last three weeks he scored 860, 870. So, but overall, I think 
he I think uh, Louis got three really solid wide receivers. Yeah, um, yeah, oh yeah. I'm not. Worried I think about his you know, at all. obviously, as and this is not just Louis. This is a, a theme throughout the league. He's bleeding at the running back position. Um, Marshawn Lynch bounced back this week, which is great to see. But Bilal Powell underperformed, and it seems like he's injured now. Andre Ellington with a thousand, but now we have the news of Adrian Peterson being traded to the Cardinals, which is crazy news. So who yeah, knows how thing, that, who knows how that'll shake the, things up? To be honest, though, I I don't know that and Ellington's production will decrease with the addition of Peterson. Yeah, you're probably right because Ellington's been getting his points in the passing game for sure. Yep. For so sure. so uh, you yeah, know that's, that's a good take. Uh, Jimmy Graham bounced back this week, uh, and you know he's got Robbie Golden, number two kicker on the season. So. I mean, I think Louis in 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 decent shape, especially for being one in four. I think he can be very optimistic, uh, yeah, but definitely like... a little shaky at the running back, and uh, you know, not a lot of depth on his bench. So hopefully, he can make some waiver wire moves this week and uh, be be more positive moving forward. Yeah, I mean, next week is obviously huge for him. Uh, he's got Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham on buys, so we'll see what he does there. But uh, he desperately needs a win, uh, and yeah, like you said, I I like. I like Louis' team. His wide receivers are, are, are very solid, very good. Marshawn Lynch, hopefully he can just keep being a solid, you know, 1,000-point guy. If that if that would be the case, I think that's all you really can hope for from him at this point with how, how bad Oakland has looked. And, yeah, if Ellington can keep this up, I mean, Louis, if, if Russell Wilson has a good game, I mean, Louis' week looks entirely different because Jimmy Graham probably yeah. has more points and he has more points uh, Russell Wilson does and so Louis could be looking at you know, 12, 13,000 instead so I like the production from his from his others uh, but he yeah, he needs his, he would need Keenan Allen and Jeffrey to do better in moving forward uh, and if that happens as well as Russell Wilson bouncing back um, he's going to be fine and uh, hopefully he can rattle off a couple wins in a row so that is the end of our matchups. Uh, we are we we are looking to wrap this podcast up here. We don't want to keep you guys too long, uh, so let's go ahead and, and predict next week's matchups real quick. You want to do that, and then we'll we'll finish up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, I'll go ahead and start with um, your matchup versus Drew. Does that sound cool? Great. Okay, and we're going to try and keep this nice and short uh, to not uh, to not take up too much time. So, really concise. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Drew to beat you this week. I like. Okay. I like Tom. Uh, let's start over. Start start from the top, dude. Okay. Let's. I like that Tom Brady go. against the Jets. Expect Tom Brady to have a bounce back week after underperforming. I like if Travis Kelsey plays. If Travis Kelsey doesn't play, that could change things. But if Travis Kelsey plays, I like him this week as well. And look for Devontae Adams and Willie Sneed for him to plug those guys in and uh, for them to get good games. Uh, and I think he edges you out. I don't like... Um, I think Kirk Cousins will have a good game for you. Pierre Garçon, I think, is going to struggle. And uh, I expect... Actually, look for Zach Ertz to have his lowest score of the year. Uh, oh, wow. Week. That's a hot take. Write and, it down, uh, Kyle. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick Drew... Uh, I think he edges you out, and you both move to two and four on the year. Hey, that is a uh, terrible prediction, but you know, um, cool. I guess we'll just talk about it next week after well, you're wrong. 
Since, um, um, why don't we go into uh, my matchup yeah. versus Dan then? Uh, no, dude. Okay. I don't listen to you, especially when you're saying I'm going to lose. I'm going to go into the matchup Brian against Anna this week. Um, Brian is 4-1 and one and is 3-2. and two. And I'm going to take Anna to edge Brian out uh, so that they both end with a 4-2 and two record after six weeks. I think Drew Brees, Julio Jones, and CJ Anderson coming back from the bye will uh, power Anna to uh, a big week. I think CJ Anderson is going to have a big game on Sunday Night Football against the Giants. And I think uh, Julio Jones is going to tear it up against the abysmal Dolphins defense. Uh, and then on, on Brian's side, he's got Des Bryant on a bye. And, you know, uh, he might get some production with Mike Gillisley against the Jets. Um, but I think I think overall, um, with, with Des's bye and Aaron Rodgers going against a tough Minnesota defense, um, I think, you know, I think Anna will edge out Brian to even out their records this week. Very cool. Good prediction. I love it. I will next talk about... Louis versus Greg. And we just talked about Louis needing a win, and his matchup against Greg could not come at a better time. Uh, I think Louis beats Greg. Um, I don't want to, to jinx anything here uh, because Greg does have, you know, Matt Ryan coming back uh, off of a bye. He could get a lot of points against Miami. Um, so it would really suck for Louis if Greg finally has, his, uh, has a good week. But I like Louis's uh, Louis's team this week. I think he will make really good waiver pickups to find a suitable QB and a suitable tight end. And then uh, I like his wide receivers this week. I like Keenan Allen and Alshon Jeffrey to have bounce back weeks. Look for Marshawn Lynch to continue his uh, end zone success and uh, Andre Ellington against Tampa Bay. I think he will continue his um, uh, his success in the passing game and. Uh, Look for Baltimore to uh, to have a very good uh, afternoon against the Chicago Bears at home. So how dare you, dude? Where's your loyalty? Where's your, <laughs> where's your loyalty to Chicago sports? I will take Louis. I think Louis has a good bounce back week, puts up a respectable total, and uh, Greg's team uh, disappoints again, and uh, Louis gets the victory to move to f- two and four, and Greg falls to one and five. Great take, dude. Um, going to be more. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got. Dan going against Tommy this week. Uh, Dan 0-5, Tommy 3-2. I'm going to, uh, you know, I just hate to do it. Dan. Just pick No, Dan. no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And for, I, I wish I could. I wish I could. But I'm going to take Tommy in this one. I think Dan will drop to 0-6. For the big reason uh, being that Dan's got... Ezekiel Elliott and LaShawn McCoy on bye this week. That hurts. So that really hurts. Those are his two studs, and they're both on bye. So currently Dan will be starting Chris Thompson and Alvin Kamara. And, uh, you know, I just don't see that being enough to overcome your point totals. I think Michael Crabtree will have a good week against the Chargers. I think Devontae Parker will have a good week against the Falcons. And obviously, I mean, your two running backs are just – they're going to be studs every week. Um, I'm interested to see – you know, if if Mariota will be able to come back this week, or if you'll have to shell out Wentz, um, but overall, I think I think you'll be able to take take the victory against Dan this week. All right, yeah, I mean that's a that's a fair take with his two two uh, top two draft picks uh, out for the week. So, um, I mean, honestly, I'll be I will honestly be rooting for you this week, Dan. So good luck. I uh, hope you can make some waiver pickups uh, that uh, help you out this week. Uh, next matchup I will predict will be Scott versus Kyle. 
And I mean, look at this matchup now. Is is Kyle going to ride the wave and and have another really good week? Because more than likely, that's what he's going to need uh, to beat Scott. So uh, if if Diggs can come back, you know, he suffered a groin injury, so that'll be um, that'll be a big factor in in what happens this week. But if Diggs can come back and and play a full game and look healthy and look good and have a good week. Scott's just got so much, so much scoring potential, and Deshaun Watson this week is going up against Cleveland. Oh my God, he could have a field day against Cleveland. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, he's been having field days against good yeah, defenses. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Scott, look for Fournette to have another great game. Look for Le'Veon Bell to have another great game. I expect them to uh, try and rely heavily on him against a, a good uh, Kansas City defense, and. Yeah, like Cooks and, and Hogan could both have really good weeks. They're going up against the Jets. So I think Scott has another great week. Um, and I actually think Kyle has a great week as well. He's got some good matchups here. Um, like we talked about, Will Fuller going against Cleveland. Uh, I like Melvin Gordon against Oakland. Carlos Hyde could struggle against Washington. Um, but yeah, I think Kyle actually has a pretty good week. But you're going up against Scott this week. So chances are Scott's going to win. Uh, yeah. and put up around 15,000. So uh, I'll take Scott to move to 5-1 five and, five and, and Kyle to drop to 4-2. and two. Great. Uh, moving on to the last matchup of this upcoming week, we've got Justin against Dad. Um, I think this will be a close one. Justin's sitting at 3-2, and two, my dad's sitting at 4-1. and one, But I'm going to um, have to... I'm going to have to go with Justin on this one. Uh, I think Justin will even out the records here. Uh, Justin does have Dak on a bye, so he'll have to make a waiver move to fill that hole. But otherwise, I think I think um, Emmanuel Sanders could have a big game against the Giants on a primetime game on Sunday night. I think Danny Amendola is, is poised to have a huge game against the Jets. And, uh, you know, looking at his running backs, I think... I think you know, he's currently got Gallman on his bench against the Broncos, which I think is a great call. You just don't want to play anyone against the Broncos. That's fair. Um, but I think Lamar Miller could have a huge game this yep. week against the yep. Browns. Uh, yep. So I think I think that could be that could be the nail in the coffin for my dad. But um, you know, I think it'll be a close one. And I think on Dad's side, uh, you know, Alex Smith obviously has been incredible. Um, but, you know, it's just those running backs again that I don't have confidence uh, if he wants to throw in Elijah Maguire against the the Patriots. I don't like that. And Theoretic against the Saints, I don't like that. I guess, you know, maybe Crowell, but they're playing the Texans. So I just, I don't think Dad's got any power at running back this week. So I think I give the edge to Justin. All right. Yep. Sounds good to me. Um... All right, and that does it for the matchups uh, and and the two editions of Let's Guess, the intro edition and the halftime edition. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover tonight? Any any shout outs? Any fan mentions? Any uh, any last word? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure chit chatting with you and uh, getting to share our our infinite wisdom with uh, everyone else in our fantasy league and. As you mentioned, uh, everyone else who's listening uh, on from the coast to coast, from coast to coast, please uh, listen. We Tommy and I really want to reiterate. Please email in. Um, you can contact me at jr at letstalkpod.com. That's let's with two t's. L e t t s talkpod.com. 
And you can contact Tommy at tj at letstalkpod.com. Um, we would really love to hear some listener questions, listener feedback, what segments you want longer, what you know, what you want to be hearing about. If you have any takes, hot takes. We, we love hearing hot takes from the audience. Um, so please email in. We're also looking for guests to bring onto the show. So please email in if you're interested in being a guest. Um, we love, you know, we're doing this for you guys as much as we're doing this for ourselves. Uh, I mean, mainly we're doing this for ourselves because we like hearing yeah, ourselves talk and we like hanging out and talking about football. But it's cool to know that at least a few people are listening and we, we would love to hear from you guys and love to involve you guys in the show. So please reach out. And um, yeah, and honestly, if you want, if you want to just text me or text one of us, uh, no. that's fine. That's fine too. No. No. Like Jack said, we're coming up on week six here, so we're getting really close to halfway through the fantasy regular season. Um, it'll be really cool for us to to have uh, some of you guys on. Uh, I know it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, let us know if you're interested. And uh, yeah, um, thanks again for listening. Um, why don't you uh, Why don't you do the outro for us, Jack? All right, so uh, please join us next week, and let's talk fantasy football. See you next time, everybody. Peace. Love. Gap. See ya. What can I say except Except you're you're welcome welcome for the sun, the stars, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's a day. You're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demi-guy. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome.